Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Getting traded to Minnesota changes nothing. Six foot four guys running four fours. These guys don't grow on trees. And a lot of times I'm willing to bet on, especially, you know, long term on the freak athlete. You don't ever want to overreact to what guys look like in preseason. There's been a ton of preseason all-stars that never make rosters or, or never pan out. And good morning, Sunday, here on Belly of Fantasy Live. Week 5 ahead right now. And actually, week 5 already started because we have, once again, another London game going on right now. Chase's Green Bay Packers going up against the New York Giants, both 3-1. and one. It is to 20-10 at halftime, in case you are not watching that on NFL Network right now. But we'll keep you updated if anything cool, crazy happens in that uh, as it goes along, as well as any injury updates, as always, this morning. Uh, if you're watching... Put your start sick questions in the comments on YouTube, on Twitter. We will answer those live for you, as always, this morning as we go. But uh, without further notice, Chase, good morning. How are you coming from the basement bar? <laughs> I got a double fist in the day. I got, I've got some caffeine because we had to wake up too early. I've got a little bit of Oktoberfest in the other hand here. Uh, it's going well so far with, you know, with Packers up 20 to 10. They've looked good. 
they've looked good as I, as they should be looking, I guess, against the team, the caliber of the giants, giants are three and one, but they're, they're not really a three and one team in my opinion, mm-hmm. but, uh, but they, I mean, they're putting up a fight. They're looking okay. Um, I'll tell you what, there's a couple, there's, there's a couple of surprises, I think on this, on this giants team offensively. So uh, we'll talk about in, that here in a minute. Surprises in not good ways too. Well, <laughs> some terrible ways, unfortunately. But yes. Yeah. Uh, John Nelson, cheers to you as well. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Uh, <coughs> I apologize. A little sneak up cough on me there. Uh, but yeah, anyways, like you said, this, we're going to get into week five here. Uh, it is just the two of us this morning. Uh, so I, I, we're going to be able to get through most of these games, I think. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely get through as many as we can for you. So let's let's dive right in. And like I said, I'm going to go right down just kind of start with the one o'clock games. And this is unbiased right here, but it just happens to be the first one at the top of my list right well, now. Hold on here. Before we jump into the one o'clock games real quick, I want to touch on something. What I, what I was just talking about here with this game. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if, if, if anybody's been paying attention and you should have been, if you're watching this show, I assume you like football and you're following football and fantasy football specifically, the giants are ostensibly without their top four of their top five receivers. I mean, you can say what you want about Kenny Galladay's situation, but with, with, Sterling Shepard obviously out for the season with his unfortunate knee injury there. Yeah. Uh, Galladay is hurting out right now. <clears throat> You've got Kadarius Tony, the the perpetually, you know, underachieving and, and, and not available Kadarius Tony, possibly mm-hmm. the new Percy Harvin of the league, except Percy Harvin actually had moments mm-hmm. where he played. Uh, Wandale Robinson still has not played for them. Um mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, the, there are some guys to actually look at. Darius Slayton, if you've been watching this game, Darius Slayton has looked good. We've seen Darius Slayton's had some expectations in the past, not really panned out. He might pan out to be a wide receiver 4-5 type this year just by attrition because he survives. Uh, but he's looked really good in this game, and he's literally mm-hmm. available almost 100% across the board. I think he he's owned in less than 1% of leagues. I know on Yahoo and NFL, I would assume that pattern carries across the other platforms as well. So Darius Slayton, somebody, if you're in a deeper league or if you're desperate or looking for a streamer or if you're looking for a sneaky daily play mm-hmm. at some point, uh, Darius Slayton, somebody to keep your eye on. Daniel Bellinger is a guy that I have in a couple of dynasty leagues because yeah, he grabbed been, their – He's been popping up for touchdowns for them. Yes, very much so. So, there, I mean, there are some guys on this on this team. Richie James is still he, – he's led the team. He's one, been one of the team leaders in snaps played. Um, I, I don't like James as much as Slayton because I think Slayton has a little bit more ability and ceiling. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there are guys to look at. Daniel Jones can be a sneaky play at quarterback based on matchups because he has a great running floor. Daniel Jones is a great – he's a very good running quarterback. Yeah. Uh, don't let it, don't look at him and, and think any, anything else. I mean, we know he's, he's not great throwing the ball right now, but he is a very good running quarterback and has a, he can be a sneaky matchup play if you're in a two quarterback league, super flex kind of thing, or, or if you're looking for a streamer or sneaky, like I said, sneaky daily play based on matchups. Well, and I'm glad you brought up Daniel Jones. Cause I have an interesting question to pose here that is more of real life football, but I'd say I'd go ahead and say that the, the giants have tried to surround Daniel Jones with weapons and give him a, a shot. Right. Here. So it, it's not, they haven't tried, yeah. but, but they've obviously have the injuries. So is what we're seeing right now, just a case of bad luck for the giants, or do you think we can safely say that it's a Daniel Jones problem as that he's not the franchise quarterback they thought they had? Well, and like, here's, here's the other Daniel Jones problem is that they've Alex Smith him to death. He's yeah. had like, he's had four or five different coaches and offensive systems in his first several years in the league. 
Yeah. You look what what look what Alex Smith finally was able to do when he got into a stable situation, and then unfortunately he had his injury, and in, in we all saw in Washington. But you, imagine if I mean, look at what what Rodgers was able to do. Rodgers was able to go play behind a Hall of Fame quarterback, whatever anybody else wants to think of Brett Favre right now. He was able to go play behind a Hall of Fame quarterback for three years. Whether Favre was trying to teach him or not, he could learn by by you know osmosis being yep. there, seeing it. Um, he had a stable coaching situation for those first several years and was able to actually develop before he had to be forced onto the field. Alex Smith had 1,386,000 different coordinators and head coaches in his first several years in the league. He was always learning something new. They never allowed him to get stable and be stable. If you reverse those two situations, Rogers is a great talent. I think Rogers is a better talent than Alex Smith was, but give the guy an opportunity to develop and grow. That's part of what scares me about the picket situation right now. But if they allow Daniel Jones to actually develop for a couple of years with the same crew, and like you said, if some of these young weapons they've put around him, uh, you know, can can pan out, uh, he may, you know, he may be a serviceable, usable quarterback in this league. I don't I don't know that he's ever going to be top ten ish, but yeah, he looks like he's got some skill. We've got a couple of questions here now in the we in the do. comments, and one of them that actually pertains to the to the game that's going on right now. Yep, let's so, get there right now. Dan Daniel with the same last name that we couldn't say last week. Yeah, uh, I think Daniel's to determined to get me to say this on air. So here we go. We're going to try Kiri Leak. Am I right, Daniel? Kiriliak. That's close, I would think. But uh, <laughs> he wants to know if, if if Randall Cobb is a rosterable wide receiver. And I would say if you're in a deeper league, I think he is. Um, he is not the top option on that team necessarily, but he is maybe the guy that, that – Rogers trusts the most and he's going to get looks. He had a look, he had a look in the red zone just uh, earlier in this game. Uh, They threw the, it went over his head, but he did have a a red zone look. He's not a big guy, but Rogers will look for him in the red zone because he trusts him to get open. He will look for him in the open field. Uh, He's a rosterable guy, especially if you're thin at at wide receiver or if the waiver wire is thin in in your league. Yeah. Cobb's rosterable. I'm not starting him, uh, most of the time, but if you're in like a two flex league too, or yeah. a three, three wide receiver league where, you know, wide receiver goes pretty deep and you have to have some of those fringy guys. Yeah. There are, there are worse guys. I, who would you roster Cobb over right now? Well, I think there's plenty of guys, like you said, there's plenty of guys that you would roster him over. Like um... I'd, ro- I'd roster him over Paris Campbell and Paris oh, Campbell's yeah. the guy that I keep hearing a, a, a couple things about in, in Indianapolis. I think the the passing game, is uh, is in better shape in Green Bay than it is in Indianapolis right now. Yeah, and well, in, in, in India, Cobb's more just... Cobb's better than Paris Campbell. I just yeah, so Cobb even at his age is better than Paris Campbell. Um, I think also in Indy they have some more ready wide receivers ahead of them, obviously in, in Pittman and um, mm-hmm. uh, got him, um, Alec Pierce and, and, and Doolin. Like, I think there's there's enough guys in front of him there. What, what Cobb has going for him in Green Bay right now is that Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs are still learning the system there. And I think Rodgers looks for the two of those guys between the 20s a lot. But like you said, when it gets down into the red zone or on third down plays where he knows he needs something, he's tending to go to Cobb in, in a trusted situation. I'll, I'll tell you what, I would I would probably roster him over anybody on the Giants not named Darius Slayton. I just brought up Darius Slayton. I think Slayton might be their number one going forward unless – until and unless Tony and Robinson to- show us that they can aim and be healthy. 
Um, yes. I'd probably roster him over. Uh, it would be a big question for me right now between Cobb and Mooney in, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Mooney, Mooney has the opportunity because he's yes. the number one there. But I've but never believed in Mooney, honestly. Any attention, <laughs> if you have paid any attention to – I like him as a player. Yeah. I just think he's in Chicago. It's in a bad – such a bad situation. And they are not good right now. They are not no. – It's a, that honestly – it's a question for me right now if I would take him over Mooney right now. Well, probably Mooney, stick with Mooney right now because he's he's a number one. Just because he's he number had, one. He had, he, had, he had a decent. He's had a decent look here in the last. And if anything, they are going to try to when they do throw the ball, they're they are going to try to force it to him so that you know maybe he gets lucky every now and then. But what but what they he has going for him is his like he's a bigger he's a taller guy, bigger guy like yeah. That that offense is not set up to use him properly, and that that was my biggest knock on the guy all offseason. Why I ranked Mooney so much lower than a lot of people. Looks like that offense isn't set up to use anybody. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, so that's that's. I agree with Mooney that I that would be close. Like you said, Mooney. I think you gotta roster him over Dobbs. Like you said, just uh, not Dobbs Cobb, just because he's a number one on a team. But it doesn't mean it's a great feeling. I'll tell (laughs) you, roster. You you bring up Dobbs right right now. I would I would roster Dobbs over over Mooney because I think that Dobbs has a much higher ceiling in this offense right now. Yeah, and and Dobbs is getting even more. So what they what they what I'm seeing is that Christian Watson is getting a lot of um, creative stuff. Yeah, they're, they're trying to get him involved in rushing and, and like end to bring up a name for the past. They're way. giving him the Percy Harvin stuff. Exactly, but but Dobbs is starting to trend more towards that trusted Cobb role to where he is getting looks actual receiver role yeah. between the twenties. He's getting looks sometimes in the red zone. Yeah, he's he's being more like a like a trusted mm-hmm. you know wide receiver instead of that gadget guy. Which Christian Watson, I don't think is going to strictly be a gadget guy, but right now that's how they're trying to get him involved because they recognize he is explosive, which is fine. Yeah. But it's yeah. No, well, uh, the and, other- and the the question between the two of them, I mean, I mean, just think about it. Would you rather roster Justin Fields number one receiver or Aaron Rodgers number one receiver? Easy, Aaron Rodgers. All oh, day. No, there you go. All right, and then one, yeah, one more question, quick before we move on to our game previews. Yes. Well, because this will bring us into one of these other games here, because um, you know Daniel once again asks, uh, would you trade Thielen for either Gibson or Dylan? Um, I'm, so yes to the Gibson. second part of that question. I was going to say not for Gibson because Brian Robinson's coming back. And I think that the plan for Gibson all along was a reduced role. I think we saw that with him getting special teams work in the preseason and training camp. They were obviously back. Robinson's healthy. They were obviously forced to start Gibson because of the the tragic situation with Robinson, but he's coming back now. And ever since that week one where Gibson did go off for, and I say go off, he scored 20 points, but people weren't expecting it. No, He's gone down in points every game since. And I mean, it's been, you know, four weeks, but still, that's not a trend that you want to go towards, especially when a younger uh, and um, explosive guy like Brian Robinson is coming in that is more of the body type to be a bell cow back. So not trading Thielen for Gibson. Thielen for Dylan is... Depends what your roster looks like. Do you need yeah, more, that, where, where do you need more help? Do you need it in the backfield or do you need a wide receiver? Thielen exactly. is... Uh, he's actually looked better this year than I think some of us thought he would. He I has. think everybody got hung up on the old... Just well, the Jefferson idea, which is still a great idea. But oh, sure is. He got I think a lot of us got hung up on that and thought he, that Thielen might be just over the hill and done, and he's actually looked pretty good this year. Let me see what his full stats are. Because, look, Thielen got off to a slower start in the first two weeks, I think, but obviously he had yeah, a no, he, big week last week. Um, but I think that was partly because they were trying to really force the ball to Jefferson. Yeah, um, it, it feels like the Vikings are now kind of taking the original approach that they should have done where they realize – Jefferson's going to be more successful if there are other like options around him. It's going to open up the field for him if they play it right. Question is, will the Vikings 
Thielen's, Thielen's wide receiver 34 right now, but he's right around Jerry Judy. He's right around Romeo Dubs, right around he's right around Brandon yeah. Cooks, Isaiah McKenzie. Those are all guys that you want. Yeah, the but past he's two he's weeks. definitely a wide receiver like three or four type right now. Past two weeks, 18 points against Detroit week three, and then 15 last week against the Saints. Um, and he, and what's what's nice about Thielen is he's not going to be touchdown dependent. We saw we've seen that the past two weeks. No, you know, no, six no, catches, no, no. eight catches, he's eight and nine targets. So I think I'm taking Thielen over Dylan as well. That one is a little bit closer, but you know, Aaron Jones hasn't gone anywhere yet and i think that's the key i think no. Dylan will and, be more involved and, and, right and again it depends on what you're looking for in your roster aj yeah. Dillon is running back 28 right now yep. um right around ramondre stevenson and james connor which you know james connor was drafted as a number one running back a number one a, a low number one high number two uh Dylan is flexible uh feeling is flexible it just depends on what your roster construction is uh if you're gonna if you would make that trade though i agree with you don't, don't make it for Gibson, make it for Dylan. Yeah, and it looks like he's saying his starting receivers are Debo and Metcalf, which are pretty good. Um, I still yeah. like the idea of Thielen in a flex over Dylan in a flex. Uh, in that case, just because I think the floor, like I think Dylan might, actually no, I think Thielen has both a higher floor and higher ceiling than Dylan right now. I think we all expected Dylan to be a little bit more involved so far this season, and he, he's been involved, but maybe not to the level that, we thought he, we all thought he would be. We were talking about it off air before the, before the show. I mean, they got down inside in the red zone inside the five yard line twice so far today. And you and I both were like, up oh, AJ Dillon, Dillon time. Time. here we go. And they threw the ball twice. Cause Dillon's running efficient. Like I said, had coming into at halftime, he had four carries 21 yards. Like that's not an inefficient runner. He's, he's no, tri- not at all. They call him captain thighs for a reason. He, he, he can, he, he can turn. Um, that's not his waist folks. That's, I mean, <laughs> it is his waist, but it's also each of his, quads so i think so so daniel i think what we're saying is i think both of us are on the uh the side of probably keeping Thielen here maybe for dylan but i think i would still keep Thielen on my team in the situation because i think you could probably honestly even trade metcalf or Thielen for a better running back honestly metcalf's gonna have metcalf's gonna have higher name value yes and you and if you if you catch him on a week at like if metcalf goes off say today you might get somebody to jump on the idea of DK and yeah. you might be able to get yourself a little bit more, a little bit more value back. And, and now instead of a running back three type, you're moving yourself up into running back two, two territory. Yeah. Ride that Geno Smith hype. <laughs> right. Which shocker. So uh, far it's been warranted. I put a tweet out this week. I said, you know what? The Seahawks chose Smith over Wilson. Maybe it's time fantasy managers do too right now. Well, and you know what? Good for Geno Smith. Because Geno Smith, Geno Smith never did anything wrong to to to, to garner like, as far as like personally or as a as you know as a Geno Smith's biggest crime was getting drafted by the freaking Jets. Exactly. So like I, I like nice. seeing I like seeing guys go like get a second rebirth going to another team. So I'm I'm cool with Geno Smith being good. I was wrong about Geno Smith being good, but I think we all were. So let's let's just remember that. But real fast before we start getting into more game today, let's get to our first commercial break. We're going to hear as always from our boys over at Manscaped, uh narrated by Dan Mater. We will be right back after this break. Football is back, baby. We're back to seeing Mahomes sling beautiful balls all over the field and your friends at Manscaped are here to help you sling your beautiful balls all season long with Manscaped's state of the art tech. We'll have your weapon looking more loaded than the AFC West. Football may be rough, but your ball care doesn't have to be with Manscaped. 
Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Meet the best valued bundle yet for the Manscaped Pocket Rockets, the Platinum Package. At quarterback, the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, a wily vet who makes sure the unit is running smoothly and scoring nonstop with proprietary advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower limits mistakes and protects the ball. Plus, it's waterproof, so the weather conditions are no issue. At running back, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, built to bust through all the right holes. A hairless nostril just helps it keep a nose for the end zone. On the offensive line, we have our unsung heroes, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, the Trent Williams and Corey Lindsley of Sack Protection. Standing strong to keep your boys fresh and clean through all four quarters. Add wide out the cleanest duo in the league. The ultra premium body wash and ultra premium two-in-one shampoo plus conditioner. With their rugged scent, they attract both the ball and all the ladies in the crowd. Plus these two leave your skin and scalp feeling more hydrated. That means more plays on the field and less water breaks. At tight end, the product makes your end look tight. Manscaped's anti-chafing boxer briefs, a dedicated jewel pouch to increase ball handling, and a cool, steady vibe thanks to their moisture-wicking fabric. On defense, there's only one thing you need, the aluminum-free ultra-premium deodorant. With refined cologne, quality fragrance, it keeps sweat and locker room scents from making any ground. Plus, it dries clear so the opponent won't even know what hit him. To top it all off, we throw in the best coach in the league, the Shred Travel Bag, as a free bonus. Built to hold the team together, this travel-sized bag has a fumble-resistant zipper. This has got to be a Super Bowl-winning roster, but don't take my word for it. Go to Manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. That's 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Manscaped for turning your player into an MVP. And welcome back, everyone. And before we jump back into the games, couple uh, one quick plug here. If you're looking for your weekly rankings every week, both Chase and I have our weekly rankings up on the BellyUpFantasySports.com website along with a few others uh, here at the Belly Up Sports Network. So make sure to go check that off. Uh, check that out right at the top of the, on the banner. Click rankings. You can click on whichever expert you want to see their rankings. And uh, you can get uh, all your start-sit advice basically off those rankings each week if you uh, don't. Uh, if you are sorry, if you are unable to join us live here to type it in, just resort to the rankings. They are updated weekly. That's right. Uh, Pick which of <laughs> you like and, and follow the guy's advice. But uh, one caveat I always put out there, check who's available, check who is not playing or who is who's in, who's out. Because exactly. you never know between the time a guy gets that posted and the time the game time hits, who's going to be in and out. There's a ton of guys out this week, unfortunately. So. There is, yeah. And a ton of guys that came out. Uh, honestly, since we've posted the rankings, I know I haven't, I got mine out there on Friday, uh, but I haven't been, had the chance to update them since. So yeah, definitely keep that in mind. Uh, but yeah, so let's get back in. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it here. And real fast, because up in this Green Bay game, the second half started, Giants drove down to about the 22. 
Uh, and on third and I think it was third and eight, Daniel Jones with a QB draw to get up the middle. He had the hole there to get. They to were going to do the same thing on third and three, and then they had a false start penalty yes. that pushed him back. And, and here's why I wanted to bring this up, because Daniel Jones had the hole, and I think he was going to have the speed to get to the first down marker. Unfortunately, the offensive lineman could not hold the seal, and he got just tripped up from behind. So uh, just that so you mentioned Daniel Jones being a very capable running quarterback. I think that was an example where he – he was unfortunately his line just and, kind of and their schemes the they scheme for him to be able exactly. to do that that was that was a one hundred percent scheme it wasn't uh wasn't like a like he was it wasn't a pass pulled down he, no he he was going all the way exactly but let's get into this let's get into my New England Patriots going up against the Detroit Lions in Foxborough today uh, a game that I think a lot of us Patriots fans are seeing as kind of a, a litmus test uh, for Bailey Zappi and for the defense here because the Lions have been a weird team this year they're one and three but they're averaging scoring 35 Man. points on offense, but they're also averaging giving up 35 points on defense. Yeah, so, they've got to figure that out. Well, and what's crazy about it is that, you know, they did that last week where they lost 48-45, and they did that with none of their main weapons. They didn't have Amonra. They didn't have Chark. They didn't have Swift. Uh, and they're not going to have them this week again. Exactly. Those same so three guys are missing today. So it's crazy that Jared Goff, at least I, so I've always thought Jared Goff is a capable fantasy quarterback. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, yes, I did attribute, a lot of his success in LA to the scheme and to the coaching staff. I think they, yeah. they really schemed that offense around him and took a lot of it out of his control. He's shown us in Detroit. I don't have the same trust that Detroit's offense and Dan Campbell is doing that same thing. I think he has a little bit more control in Detroit and he's, he's doing good. He's making stuff work with guys that shouldn't, he shouldn't be making it work with. I think the Patriots defense is good enough to be able to, slow this offense down enough. My really the main concern for me is that if Bailey Zappi can get the offense going enough to score, say 20 points, because well, I think it's very possible that even if the defense plays good, the D- Detroit can still score 21 points. Yeah. Well, the he's Patriots he's facing up. the right defense to get to, to make his first start against that's for sure. But yes. Um, yeah. Is he going to, I mean, Jacoby, Jacoby Myers is out. So he's, he's going to be without his top receiver right now. Um, John Smith was doubtful. I don't. I haven't seen. Yeah, that I, in or from out. what I saw in that injury last week, I I don't think Smith is yeah. playing today, which um, is interesting because Henry will be, I think, the only tight end playing. Because what they did last week was they they slid over. Um, I forget exactly who. Mark, I think it was Marcus Cannon. They slid over Cannon to play the tight end position, but was just had him. Play, yeah, he was just playing it as a blocker. But yeah, it did. Cre- it it brought in that extra protection, which I think really helped them stay in that game. So I expect it to be the same thing this this week. Yeah, like you said, it's interesting game because you know I don't think anybody uh, you know expected Seahawks Lions to be the offensive explosion of the season thus far, forty eight to forty five. But um, yeah, there are a lot of guys missing in that in that in that Patriot Lions game. I actually, I actually have the Lions pick to upset in that one. Uh, that was one of the few upset picks that I made this week. Yeah. I got to try to make up a little bit of ground in my pick 'em contest. <laughs> And so I figured, well, you got to start picking, you know, against the against the grain sure, there. I could see um, it. I'm not, I can, I'm not because of the because of the rookie starting. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but I will say this: I and I said this on our on our group, our Slack chat, to you last week, Andrew, that mm-hmm. I was very impressed with with Bailey Zappi's poise. Yes. And the game did not look too big for him. He looked he looked like a like a capable NFL quarterback. I think that. Uh, They've got something to develop there. I think that if, if this ends up being Hoyer's last year because he's about 382 years old, uh, yeah, um, I think it should be. They he won't be, be okay going now. forward with Zappi. And 
there is a chance that that Bailey Zappi could be their next Jimmy Garoppolo. Develop that guy for a few years behind your starter because I think it's clear they want Jones as a starter and should. Yeah, but, but if for some reason Jones Zappi doesn't work years, out, and you may be able to get a second round pick in return for him or a third sure. rounder in return for him, or yeah, be in good shape if Jones gets hurt. Okay. Yeah, what obviously what I liked about Zappi is that he didn't turn the ball over. Yes, he had the one fumble, but that was attributed to a complete no, blindside no, no. block was, miss. Yeah. And he just got clobbered. Like, you can't fault him for dropping that ball. So no. um, he was poised with the ball. And you, another way you could tell that the game wasn't too big for him is that they ran a few uh, play-action plays with him, and he did it successfully. And that's usually something that the teams will stay away from, whether a rookie especially come, you know, come a third Don't give too much to think about, just, yeah. Coming into the, coming into the game because of an injury, you, you typically see the offense just go to a very simple shotgun spread. Let's give him as much time to look around as possible. But, you know, they had him under center. They had him play, doing play action. And that means that that shows me that obviously the coaching staff is confident in at least the way he thinks. I think he still is physically needs to be developed. Um, but it's clear that he's on maybe not the same, you know, IQ, football IQ level as Mac Jones. But I think he's on that same track to where he's smart enough as a quarterback to be able to do some things that most teams wouldn't be able to do with a third string rookie quarterback. He's, he's in the right place to, to gain some football IQ, too. So, yes. So it's a long story short. short, Long story short here. uh, I think it is the week where you can confidently start both uh, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. I think they are still going to lean heavily on that run game, and I think they can have success against that Detroit Lions defense. Mm -hmm. Um, If I had to start any wide receiver, which I I wouldn't want to for the Patriots just because, but if I had to start, um, I I get a lean Devontae Parker at this point. He has started to look more involved and – uh, look a bit more crisp out there. Kendrick Bourne is still just disappearing. Um, so, and like you said, with Myers hurt, but I don't love starting Devonte Parker. I don't, I, would I don't love starting it. any of them, even when Myers is healthy right now, just because yeah. they do spread it around quite a bit. They do not have that big alpha male type exactly. you know, receiver right now that, that is going to command all of the targets and all the looks and, and all the red zone looks they, they, they're going to spread around. They should, they've got, it's a talented group. It's not that it's not a talented group. It's just, they don't have that clear number one. right now. Yeah. And I don't see, and from the Lions side, I don't see Hawkinson being able to have the same game that he had last week. I mean, that was you know, career game. Be that game, a career <laughs> game, but, but also I, I think the, the Pat's safeties are good enough to where I, I think they can kind of hold mm-hmm. um, Hawkinson at bay um, jo- it looks like Josh Reynolds is going to play, uh, so he he could be a weapon for the Lions. But I, like I said, I think the secondary has been good enough for the Patriots, where I don't expect big things from really any the of them. Frustrating thing about T.J. Hawkinson that was pretty much <laughs> like you go back and look, everybody. That was quite literally his best game, yeah, in fantasy since his very first game of his of his yeah rookie year. So yep. I mean. We all, it's like we saw this great big explosion in his first game. We thought, hell, hell yeah, here we go, here we go. We got a tight end to get, you know, another one. And yeah. every week we're waiting for that same performance, and it never comes, and it never comes, and it never comes, and it never comes. And it takes, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown and DJ Chark being out 
to where now, okay, you're going to choose between TJ Hawkinson and Quintez Cephas. Oh, well. Yeah, I know, and I right? like Quintez Cephas. Of course. He's, but he's not He's not a number one starter no. type of caliber receiver, but he's he's a good role player. But, man, when think about it. When they when Amon Ross St. Brown and DJ Chark are healthy, when they get Jamison Williams off of off of the yeah, injured that's reserve list. Yeah, I'm big on him. And TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift, who can they can throw the ball to. They could go five wide. Mm-hmm. With so many weapons on the field and still have Jamal or and still have Jamal Williams. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things. Customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Motion into the backfield, and now you've got four wide with all of that talent, plus yeah, a guy you, in the backfield that you know can pound the ball. You want to talk about being able to exploit every level of the defense that they would really be set up for that. I, I don't think that the shock was that the Detroit, even without the guys that were that were missing last week, I don't think the shock is that the Detroit Lions scored 45 points last week. I think yeah. it's that they're continually giving up. Yeah, they're losing games 42 to 35 instead of you know 24 to 3. Yeah. So no, and that's definitely true. And what's interesting is I'll be curious to see how many weeks of hype uh, last week's game now buys Hawkinson. Uh, you know, I think people are obviously going to jump back on the TJ Hawkinson hype train. I'll be curious to see how many weeks that lasts for with, uh, you know, him scoring single digit fans. Depending points. on where you're sitting tight end wise on your roster, if he's one of two, uh, you might be able to, you might be able to jump on it, especially if he has, if he scores again this week, even if he has a pedestrian, we, you know, yeah, even if he gets like 11, 15 points, 11 this week, yeah. Whatever, yeah, yeah. If he scores again this week, you may be able to, to pawn that off and get some, well, speaking, we were talking about Randall Cobb earlier. He, he yeah. they, find, they just confirmed the pass play on the sidelines that he have. He's now six receptions for 90 yards today. And like you said, they did look for him in the red zone earlier. So I think there's still a possibility here early in the third. Well, That's midway through the third that he can get a touchdown. So, um, yeah, look, Randall Cobb seems to be each week, at, honestly, getting a little better. So. Randall short, I, Randall Cobb short, but that's a full grown man catch. That was yeah, oh yeah, amazing. the one he made on the sideline. Yes, it was hundred percent. All right, let's move on to the next let's game. What are we looking at here? Well, let's because uh, uh, I want to make sure we pick out uh, some real good ones here. Uh, so let's go down to what should be an interesting game because with the way these two teams started out, let's talk about the Titans and the Commanders. It, you might not have expected me to pick that one, but I think these are two <laughs> teams that are that are evenly matched. Um, the commanders obviously came out, even though the record's one and three, they, they came out a lot hotter than people expected offensively. And the Titans obviously got off to a slower start than people expected. It feels like they're both starting to move back to finding their, their level, you know, water finding its level. So I think the commanders are kind of right around where they should be. Honestly, their record, I think is true to what, who they are. Uh, and same with the Titans. I don't, I didn't expect the Titans to be like they were in the last couple of years where they, you know, number one seed or, 
winning the division easily, I feel like two and two right. sounds about right for the Titans, even if the, the first two games were uh really they looked really bad in those first two games. They did. But it feels like Robert Woods, Traylon Burks are, are kinda finding their groove now. Um Derrick Henry still probably hasn't been worth the pick that you you drafted him yet this year. Um, but I, I don't think it's out of the question for him to to start to really gain some momentum here. Um, and then obviously, like we said, Brian Robinson coming back to the command is probably the biggest story. Uh, it looks like he's going to be limited to 20 snaps today. The fact that the team was that specific tells me that's probably very true. Uh, so right. you, he's, you want him on your roster, I think, but don't be playing not him yet. Not this week, yeah. Yeah, no, don't be no, playing no. him yet. And oh. then obviously, Jahan Dotson, uh, the nice big receiving surprise for the commanders is also out today. So uh, maybe we see a scary Terry game or um, maybe one of those random uh, Carl Sims. I think that's his first name, but Sims. I think I have his first name wrong, but but Sims, the other receiver, he shows up Come like once go a with year. Carl, why not? <laughs> he, so, he shows up once a year, I feel like, where he has one game where he has two touchdowns. You're like, who the hell is this guy? Then you forget about him again. Um, so I feel like it could be an interesting game. They're playing in Washington. Where are you leaning in this? Because I believe – in my weekly, you know, cheap 15-game parlay that I put in every week that I haven't hit on once yet. Um, I, I believe I picked the Titans, but I think they were both, like, pretty much even money. I think the spread was, like, maybe one. <laughs> no, it, it's it's a close game. It, it's it's interesting. I mean, the Commanders have been actually really good. In fantasy-wise, for fantasy purposes, the Commanders have been really good against running backs this year. They're, they're about, like, sixth or seventh in the league in terms of uh, fewest fantasy points allowed to a running back, to opposing mm-hmm. running backs. So that takes away right away. In theory, it takes away or at least mitigates the the advantage that you would expect the Titans to have with Der- with Derrick Henry because uh, they're missing Traylon Burks. He went on IR this week. He's going to be missing for a couple weeks here. So we're to- we're looking at at Robert Woods and either Kyle Phillips, the rookie, uh, who has looked pretty good. Actually, has looked like a yep. good pick for them. He he was a good pickup for them. Um, I don't think anybody expected him to be the you know the the gem of their draft, but so far he's looked like a big value where they got him. Yeah. Uh, sure but you're, you're you're talking about you're talking about Robert Woods, who has not really shown a ton so far. You're talking about Kyle Phillips. You're talking about Nick Westbrook, Akina, and then Jeff Swaim or Chigo Conquo or Austin Hooper or whoever the uh, tight end of the literally the moment is in mm-hmm. in Tennessee, because they're 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 going to mitigate some somewhat. You can't, that, you can't that predict Derek it. Like you said, Jeff, Jeff Swaim is has gotten some run here randomly. Jeff so. Swaim has gotten <laughs> a ton of run. He's been like a weird, like, hey, you could almost stream that guy. Um, well, it almost and then, well, like, and then they and then they throw a touchdown to Chigakonkwo last week as they well, should. It almost feels like, the Ravens, like, like what was that? Like five years ago when they had you know like Andrews and Hurst and they had one other guy I forget who was name, but they had like three guys. that was like week to week, one would Max go off Williams for like two touchdowns. Uh, Max Williams, yeah, it was like one. What, any week, any of them could go off for two touchdowns, and the other two would do nothing. It's right. kind of when it comes to the tight ends, I agree with you. It kind of feels that way between Hooper and Swain. Yeah, uh, and, and then like I said, they got Oconquo, uh involved. Their their other one of their other rookies. Um, but yeah, I this is a game. Yeah, it, it's an it's a hard pick'em game because if the Titans play to their capabilities or what we think their capabilities are from what we saw last season, this should be a no a no question about it we've had four weeks now of Carson Wentz we've seen two good Carson weeks and two bad Carson weeks um he's got a ton of weapons to throw to even with Jahan Dotson out yeah Curtis Samuel uh is Mm -hmm. not leading their team in snaps played but he has actually he's been their best their most consistent receiver he's been the most efficient with his opportunities exactly (laughs) um and so you know 
but like you said, they still have other weapons. They still have McLaurin. Logan Thomas is, mm-hmm. is a good, capable player when when he's healthy and when they're scheming for him. Um, well, I think Logan if Thomas I'm, out today, I believe. Is he out? To, yeah. Uh, ruled I, I out for week was, five, yes. He, that was I just he was uh, banged within, up. Within the last half hour, Logan Thomas was ruled out. Okay, so so you don't have that anymore. I think if I'm playing people in this in this game, I think that that Henry, despite the fact it's not a great matchup for him, it's Derrick Henry. You drafted him yeah. as a number one running back. You've got to play him as a number one running back. Play your studs. Can... Don't overthink this shit. You're not going to be playing some other flyby. Don't be playing Caleb Huntley just because you picked him up off the waiver <laughs> wire when Cordero Patterson went on IR. Exactly. Play play Derrick Henry. You're going to play Derrick Henry. Um, if you have to play one of the quarterbacks, it's only if in a in a super flex two quarterback deep type league. So you're playing Derrick Henry. I would play Robert Woods this week. I would play him uh, as yeah. a flex as a number three wide receiver. But he's got. I, upside I believe I'm more. playing him against you this week, actually in the, in the staff be, league. I'm playing him in a, in a couple of leagues that I have him in um, because I think that if there's a time when he's going to be able to to shine, this you know this might be it. Um, and let's hope, right? Because I, yes. I I like him. I like him a lot. He's a good receiver. And the commanders give up the second most points to opposing uh, wide receivers. This is a matchup that he could do this, do it with. Um, on the commander side, I think you're playing Curtis Samuel again. There, he is. He's their wide. Ba- he's their wide backer. Their their yeah. running well, receiver. He's their Debo. A new title for right? that. <laughs> They are going to give him the ball. They're going to scheme him. They're going to get him rushing touches. They're going to get him targets. You are playing Curtis Samuel. If you're playing a a receiver there Uh, and McLaurin, again, you can look at him as a wide receiver too, possibly with some touchdown upside with the with Dotson out. Uh, But I'm, I'm not thrilled if I have to play Antonio Gibson. Uh, I'm not playing JD McKissick unless I'm absolutely desperate. And again, I'm holding on Brian Robinson until, we see how healthy and what he looks like today. If he looks good today, though, look at about two, three weeks down the line, Brian Robinson might be a running back two type for you. Agreed. And real fast before we get to our next and final break, uh, we have a start sick question here. Um, where did it go? There it is. Uh, Darren says uh, he needs one of the three for a flex position. He's got um, the, uh, Singletary, Brandon Cooks, and Juju. Um, and I don't Singletary. see that. So that's what I was going to say. Whether it's PPR or standard, I think I'm going Singletary here. Uh, that Jaguars defense against the Texans today. Jaguars defense has, has looked good, uh, and Davis Mills has not looked good. So, and the the Bills are going to hammer on the Steelers. Steelers have a rookie starting at quarterback. The Steelers exactly. have not been a good offense. The Bills are going to hammer away on them, and in the second half, they are going to be able to hand that ball to Devin Singletary and let mm-hmm. him eat. And Devin Singletary over the last three four three four weeks is all we have of the season. But over the last couple of weeks, especially. Devin Singletary has grabbed a hold of that starting role in that backfield. They have not been mixing it up like they did week one. It looked like it was anybody's guess who was going to be the guy in that offense in the backfield. Devin yep. Singletary is the guy. His snap count and his his touch count was by far the biggest discrepancy last week that they've had between him and Zach Moss. James yes. Cook is just not the weapon we thought he was going to be. At least, at least not yet. He's, he's not being not used yet. as the weapon we all kind of assumed he was going to be. Yeah. I think you still keep him for the future, especially in a dynasty, but 100%. Devin Singletary, I think is the guy there. You know, he's going to get the work. And in the second half of that game, he's going to be able to, to pound away on the Steelers. 
Well, I think this actually just got more interesting now, and I'm assuming this is Darren's response is because of how confident we just said Devin Singletary, because now he's asking us Singletary or Najee Harris. Uh, That's so not assuming... a good question to ask me at the moment because I've got Harris. <laughs> I was high on Harris coming into this year, and I across <laughs> several leagues. And he has kicked me right in the crotch. So I was not high on Harris coming in because I did think that a lot of his success last year this seemed to be just purely volume based. And I well, and I was assuming that volume was going to continue to carry through. He's yeah, he he wasn't efficient, and he's still not efficient. Exactly, he can't average four yards a run. But I'm not sure that anybody here averages four but, yards but a run with that many catches. But the difference. I would say the difference also is that they don't seem to, they don't seem to be throwing to him this year either. Like last no, year, they were, they were they were throwing to him as well last year, and that doesn't seem to be part of the game plan as much. They had Roethlisberger last year who was needed was to throw Captain Jack down <laughs> because he couldn't throw it farther than than the backfield. Exactly. But now and that now won't they've got Kenny Trubisky Pickett, and they've got Pickett, and Pickett wants to drive the ball down the field, which is good because that works with their receiver core. That that yes. driving the ball down the field with Deontay Johnson and George Pickens and Clay, Chase Claypool with Fryermuth either underneath or up the They're seam. Very, it's a that's a good. Right there. That is a good setup if Pickett doesn't get destroyed behind that absolutely terrible offensive line. Well, the other big difference from last year, like you said, Roethlisberger, he, he checked it down. He also wasn't very mobile anymore. You know, no. Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, uh, no matter whichever, whichever one's Trubisky's at quarterback, mobile, yeah. they, are, they are much more mobile than, than Roethlisberger was. So um, I think Harris, even though he wasn't efficient, had he just had more opportunities last year because of the situation with Roethlisberger. So, yeah. But so are you still starting Singletary over Harris as say, it sounds like maybe a running back too, right here this week. I would, I would consider, I would consider it to be dead honest with you. I, uh, cause I'll be honest. I, I, think, I'm, I, 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 I know that in, in at least two leagues, I'm starting Brees Hall over Harris this week. So, and I, and I think I, and I'm, I haven't been the biggest Singletary fan, but I think I'm starting Singletary over Harris this week in the same game. Cause look, the Steelers are on the road. They're going up against a good bills defense. And like you said, I think the bills are really going to be able to control. The, this is going to end up being a pass. This is going to end up being a negative game script for, for the, for the Steelers. Agreed. And in a and negative it, game script, are you going to keep handing the ball to a guy for 2.8 yards? No. Or are you going to try to throw the ball to Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Chase Claypool, and Pat Fryermuth? Exactly. And, and the other thing to consider here, too, is it, Kenny Pickett getting his first start here as a rookie, they may just use Harris or some of the other running backs more so as extra blockers to give him that extra time to go through his progressions. Like you got to consider right. that, too, especially if they're trying to push the, the ball down the field. They're going to want to protect him. So, uh, yes, Darren. I think it sounds like we are both on board with the starting Singletary over Harris, even as an RB2, if that is, in fact, what you were asking. Uh, but real fast, before we come back uh, after this break, we will hear from Chase as far as which game he is looking after uh, for fantasy success and just entertainment value. So after this quick word from True, uh, sorry, from, yeah, from True Classic Tees, uh, we will hear from Chase and we'll be right back. Football is back, baby, and our new sponsor, True Classic, wants you to look and feel your best even after a couple of brewskis or going full force on your fantasy football draft. Sure, it's football season, but it's also butt-the-couch season. Luckily, True Classic has the absolute best-fitting clothing a man can buy. Snug in the arms and chest with a little extra space in the torso, their T-shirts are designed to keep you cozy and highlight your best assets no matter what you're up to. So if your special someone is upset that you're watching football all day, at least you can look good doing it. 
True Classic has already helped over 2 million men find a perfect fit at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they offer. For a limited time only, get 25% off with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at trueclassic.com. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on skinny models with six-packs, but most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers. Fellas, you are wearing the wrong clothes. True Classic tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. It's time to highlight your best attributes with a t-shirt you can always confidently throw on. It's about time to get your fit together, so upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic and get 25% off at trueclassic.com with promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. That's 25% off at trueclassic.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. If there's one bet you should make this football season, it's on True Classic. True Classic, look good, feel good. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. And we are back. Look, I just saw uh, during that commercial break, look down. Amonra St. Brown officially active. We'll we'll see how involved really? she is. But Amonra St. Brown, surprisingly, is active, especially considering the Lions have their bye week next week. So you would have thought they'd just give them the extra day, but um, or extra week, I mean. But, yeah, Amonra St. Brown is officially active. Uh, also inactive, though, if you're playing in the Kickers League, which I just had to make an adjustment in our staff league, uh, Dustin Hopkins is ruled out. Uh, so I just went ahead and picked up um, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> against you, Chase, in the staff. I just went ahead and picked up uh, Dicker, the the replacement kicker for the Eagles this week. Um, so that's just uh, – I just needed a kicker. I needed a warm body. So <laughs> that's what yep. we're doing. This Get week. out there, buddy. Get some extra points. <laughs> a warm body Please. on a good offense. Uh, but, look, let's get to it here before we tackle some more start-sick questions. Um that I will search the Twitter sphere right now to see uh, who commented in. What is a game you are looking forward to, Chase, this week, either from fantasy or from a pure football entertainment? Kind of from both. I'm looking. I'm looking at the Jets and the Dolphins. I I really want to see how that how that game goes. I want to see right now with with Zach Wilson back. Zach Wilson looked pretty comfortable last week in his return to the to the field, and. They need to know if if Zach Wilson's going to be their guy going forward because they have a ton of young offensive weapons now. Um, between Brees Hall and Michael Carter in the backfield, with Garrett Wilson and Eli Moore at receiver, even Corey Davis, who's not young, young, but I mean, yeah. he's good. Uh, and Braxton Berrios in the receiving core, and and then t- Tyler Conklin looks like one of the. He's they're not going to win the Super Bowl because of him, but across the league, Tyler Conklin looks like one of the better free like pickups that any team made. He has been really good this year for them. They've got CJ Uzama, they drafted Jeremy Ruckert. They they have some good offensive weapons around him, and they are building that team from the inside out, from the inside out as well. They are they are concentrating on the line and trying to build that offensive line, bringing in Lake and Tomlinson and the draft picks they've made recently. Um they need to know if Zach Wilson's going to be the guy. And he looked comfortable yes. last week. He said in his post-game interview that he he felt like the offense was playing together. They were humming. They were running along like, like he doesn't think they have since he's been there. 
Um, I think he's more talented than Joe Flacco and Joe Flacco was throwing the ball 830 times a game um, and having some success. If they win that game, both teams are three and two right now in, in the AFC East. And this is a chance for the Jets to actually show that they can be competitive this year. It's a chance for Zach Wilson to show that he can be a quarterback. And it's a chance for us as fantasy managers to see, okay, mm-hmm. who's maybe the receiver to look at going forward because Garrett Wilson has been really good as a rookie. Eli Moore was really good last year and had the hype coming into this year. Corey Davis has the connection with Zach Wilson and was their leader last week with Zach Wilson back. All of a sudden, Corey Davis now looks like a receiver again. Um, So I think Brees Hall has, has definitely seized control of that backfield. He is the fantasy running back to have in the backfield. Yeah. Michael Um, Carter who, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And 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 not to say that Michael Carter is not still a good person to have on that team. He's still a good player to have on that team. Yeah, Brees Hall has shown, I think, that you don't have to take him out on third down. So you don't have to necessarily yep. have Michael Carter be a third down. He's not yeah, necessarily going to be a Samaj P. Ryan. Brees Hall starting to catch the ball, which is something that right. a lot of people weren't sure he was going to be able to, you know, be efficient at. Right. But then on the other side of the field, obviously, we've we've got the Dolphins. We've got Teddy starting because two is out after that horrific injury that he had. Yep. We don't know how long that's going to be, uh, but Teddy Bridgewater might be the top backup quarterback situation in the entire league, to be dead honest with you. In my opinion, he's a guy who started for several other teams. He knows what he's doing. Uh, you don't have to change the offense significantly from what Tua gave you as a, as a, you know, as a passer. Yeah. Um, and he's still throwing to Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle, Mike sure Gesicki, Cedric Wilson. And it looks like Waddle is expected to play this week too. Right. Plus, uh, I'm interested to see, with Raheem Mostert now leading that backfield, are they going to actually give him opportunities to score some touchdowns rather yeah. than letting Raheem Mostert be the guy right Chase up Edmonds. until it's time to score a touchdown and then letting Chase Edmonds take over? <laughs> Yeah, so, it feels like they could be leaning that direction. I just I think there are just a ton of interesting things to watch in that game. Plus, mm-hmm. it's a game where the winner where if the Jets can win, you've got now a log jam at three and two here in that in that division behind the Bills. So, well, and I'm glad you brought this game up because this is my upset pick of the week. I'm picking the Jets this week. Woo. Uh at home, picking the Jets over the Dolphins. Um like you said, I've been a Zach Wilson believer all year. I, I, I was happy with the way I see him, saw him play. Um, it still wasn't perfect. Obviously, in the first half, it kind of took some time to get that rush shaken off. But that, that makes sense because he really didn't play all preseason because of how early he got hurt. He got hurt, um, yeah. So he really – it was to be expected that he was going to need some time to get comfortable again. But I think the fact that he already found himself pretty comfortable by the second half is a, is a fantastic sign. So, uh, yeah, I'm a believer in the Jets this week. Uh, especially with it being a division matchup. They're obviously familiar with what the Dolphins are doing. So, yeah, give me the Jets for the upset this week right here. Um, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm Zach pretty, Wilson, everybody. Hey, Zach Wilson, if he's good enough for your mom, he's good enough for you. <laughs> and I feel pretty confident in that too. Uh, so, yeah, Zach Wilson for me, um, love it. And I do have him in some leagues, so we will uh, ride that wave. Um, there was another injury thing that I just saw is active, and I can't remember what it was now. So we're going to um, – oh, Saquon Barkley exited the game with a shoulder injury. Oh. I missed that. I did not – that was actually just a minute ago. So um, on that – and he Gosh. went there immediately after the lo- after he got – he basically hopped up off the ground and ran right to the locker room. So not uh, good. That, that could be big uh, for the Giants, not only in this game but going forward. We'll see. RB1. You know, 
is done for the, maybe oh, the day. Saquon Barkley once again finds Don't himself do a Saquon. Don't injured. Do we'll, we'll see oh, how serious dude. that is. It could yeah. be a situation where he's back. We'll, we'll see, but uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, David Montgomery active for week five. That's good news for the Bears. He's probably the only thing they got going for him right now. Um, and that's not even anything crazy. So but when he's not going, they've got Khalil Herbert, who isn't necessarily a downgrade. So yeah, they don't have a whole yeah. time going for him down there. Period. And down I just, there because I'm I, up north here. But. And I just remember the one that caught my attention: Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas, both inactive this week. Uh, yep. So fire up Chris Olave, um, who yes. has been as impressive as I expected him to be. I was a big Olave fan, so definitely fire up. Fire up uh, only Chris Olave in that game, for my opinion. I mean, if yeah, you've got like, Kamara, you probably. I was going to say Kamara probably, but if you have because you have to because you, you drafted him as such. But exactly, he's not getting the run in that offense that they've given him in previous years. I, I think the Sean Payton loss and the do the Drew Brees loss combined yes. were not good for Alvin Kamara's life. Well, we'll see how Andy Dalton plays into that formula for Alvin Kamara as well, because he is once again getting the start this week. So we'll see how that uh, plays out. Um, Zay Jones also officially active for Jacksonville. So that's good news. Uh, we'll see how that affects uh, Christian Kirk and mainly not it won't so affect Christian, Christian Kirk, Kirk, but it'll be good news Jamal- for Trevor Lawrence. It'll be good news for Trevor Lawrence, and also be curious to see how it affects Jamal Agnew because he's been playing the slot. Uh, was Zay Jones back? You know, did they move Kirk back into the slot? We'll we'll see how that plays out because he's been Agnew's been having some success. So, uh, you know, it was you his know, first. Often, uh, I think it was his first career two touchdown game last week, wasn't it? Yeah. So you don't you don't often say uh, keep an eye on that Jacksonville game, uh, but that's definitely going to be the case here. And it looks like is that Matt Breida who just ran a touchdown in for the Giants? Uh, I can't tell who the running back was. I think it was Breida though. Uh, so Giants score looks like with the extra point here, they are going to tie this up with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. So once again, another London game back to back weeks here. Uh, this seems like it's going to be an exciting finish. So go London. Like, <laughs> Well, it's the first, it's the first game in London history where they, both teams have a winning record. Yeah. You've got the Packers who have, I mean, they're the last team the NFL has put in, in London. They're the last team of the 32 to play there because no one wants to give up a home game against the Packers. Yeah. The Packers were supposed to have nine home games this year. That's why they gave one up to go to, to London. They figured, well, we're still going to get eight. Sure. Um, but then not only that, you've got the team from New York, the big Apple, the the biggest city in, in the United States in terms of like, you know, draw and, and worldwide appeal. Um, so you've got two teams that people follow. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's a great matchup for London, but so far, yeah, it's been a good game. We've got, yeah. we've got a, Close game, tie game, and coming down to the end here in the fourth quarter. So. And correction there, it was not Matt Breedy who got the touchdown. It was Brightwell. Gary Brightwell. Gary yep. Brightwell got the two-yard touchdown. Brightwell's uh, the one to have there, everybody. If, and this is if, good news for me because if Barkley, Barkley, if Barkley stays hurt, I like Brightwell better than Breida. Anyway. Yes, I, I would agree with that. And the fact that this game is close, like I said earlier, before we got on the air, I, in my home league, I do have Aaron Rodgers and A.J. Dillon. So hopefully and we can I, get I am up. backing up that Brightwell call because I have him. In some dynasty leagues, I do have him. All right, so so, so he he practices what he preaches, everybody. So uh, definitely feel all right um, listening to Chase here because he he doesn't just spit out stuff that he wouldn't actually do himself. He's a trustworthy <laughs> guy. <laughs> so uh, look, we got a couple minutes here. Let's uh, let, let's try to jump into to one more game here. Um, it's something that should be interesting, actually. The Cowboys and Rams later today at four thirty. Uh, Cooper Rush surprisingly looking fairly confident and stable for this for this Cowboys team. Uh, they've been able to weather the storm. They're still three and one. The Rams are two and two. Uh, Stafford outside of Cooper Cup 
has been a bit disappointing. It seems like they can only get the ball to Cooper Cup, and, and that's the only way they have success. Uh, quietly, so. quietly, <laughs> Tyler Higby leads the league in tight end. Uh, yes. Higby has, had a Higby has been very good this year, much better than he has been in previous years. Higby right. has always been one of those guys Higby. that people assume people have always, he's another guy. We've like, Oh, Tyler Higby's going to do it this year. He's going to do it this year. Yeah. 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 And he'll have a good game and everybody grabs him off the wire and then he falls yeah. apart. But Tyler Higby this year is leading the, the in fact, uh, last week, I believe he saw 14 targets. That's the most that any tight end seen in the game so far this year. Yes. Um, but yeah, he, it seems like, as they should, I mean, Cooper Cup is their best offensive weapon, but they are only going to him whenever, when they need anything. Yeah. If it's third and three, they're going to Cooper Cup. If it's yep. third and 13, they're going to Cooper Cup. And if it's, it's they second and two, they're going the to Cooper Cup. <laughs> no. They're just force feeding him, which to a point is fine because, like you said, he is your, your, your top. He had 19 weapon, targets but, last week. Yeah, but it's. Yeah, it's, we'll see how that plays out here. Uh, and real fast, let's get in one more start sit here uh, from Lucas. He Well, it's not really a start sit. It's more of a general topic of conversation. Do you think Hollywood Brown can still produce even when D-Hop returned? Uh, so I think he can. I was more so concerned about Greg Dortch um, continuing the and success he he's been. had. And that's why I was trying to unload him in as many leagues as I could. Uh, but I think Hollywood Brown is still going to be able to produce because uh, I think it's going to be the first time that we see him not as the number one receiver in his career right. so far. And, I, and I'm curious to see what that opens up for him. I think between his speed and his route running, he's going to be able to to find some holes, especially yeah. against his own defenses. I, I, I said this, I've said this the last week or two here, that any love you've been getting from any Carolina receiver – Sorry, Carolina. So they played last week from any Cardinal receiver this, this year, all that love is going to go away when D hop comes back because it's going to be, well, freaking nooks down there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but Hollywood Brown has been going. a guy, like you just said, he's been a guy who we have seen be a, a team's top option before and has mm-hmm. been a good receiver before. And he's, he's been good. You know, when he's and played I don't think this year, I don't think they're going to stop targeting him. Only no, 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 no. Like, I think they're what's, I think, Hollywood Brown is not going to, um, and D Hop is not going to limit Brown's ceiling this year. No. Kyler Murray will be what it, it either allows him to hit his ceiling or doesn't. It's going to come down to Kyler Murray, not D Hop coming back. Rondale Moore plays last week. Greg Dortch plays, I think, the second most snaps on that team at, at, yep. at right wide receiver and had one target. So yep. the the Dortch era that we all were loving because he was a great story and it was really cool. And he was playing yeah. well. I bought him uh, for a couple the Dorch era. Is, right. Picked him up in a couple leagues. Um, the Dorch era is done and it will be even doneer when, yes. when D hop comes back. I think that Rondale Moore is not somebody we asked. They asked about, uh, we had the question about Cobb earlier. Yep. I don't think when Deandre Hopkins comes back, I would not be rostering Rondale Moore. No, not in a 10 or 12 team league. If you're in a deeper league or three quarter, three receiver league, something like that. If you're in a deeper league, possibly. But when D hop comes back, I think Rondale Moore is absolutely useless from a fantasy standpoint in terms of any kind of predictable usage. I agree. That offense doesn't feel like an offense that would be able to withstand three, you know, wide receivers to, to, you know, with one being a wide receiver, one, one being. And not when they want to, they throw to their running backs too. They want to throw to their running backs occasionally too. So. Exactly. Or they have Zach Ertz. 
Well, and they have Zach Ertz, you know, and if you well, if they decide if they ever decide to get him going, they have a very athletic tight end in Trey McBride. Um, you know, Eno Benjamin has shown that he can, you know, he can ball and be involved and be explosive. So there's a lot you know, of even, weapons. There's a and lot of weapons there. Hopkins I, is the one transcendent talent on the team, yes. though. He will rise to the top. But of of everybody else under there, I I agree with you that I think Hollywood Brown can still be yes, a useful every, fantasy piece. But everyone else, I would be. I like I said, I started last week. Maybe maybe I, it was last week I started trying to sell off my shares of Greg Dortch that I like I said I picked him up in a few leagues to to use as a flex option because he was producing. Uh, but I picked him up with the sole idea that I was going to be trying to trade him at some point. Because right. I, I did, I did not think he was sustainable. Considering get somebody to jump on the numbers so far, and yep, which most leagues you can find someone to do that. So, but look, that's going to do it for us here Sunday morning here on Belly Up Fantasy Live. Uh, we have a, a full slate of games coming. This is the last week without bye weeks. Uh, so once again, next week, make sure you are really paying attention to bye weeks, making some trades if possible. Um, to really kind of take advantage of avoiding bye weeks. That's that's why this is the time of year where I really start uh, trying to get after the trade market and, and getting out some from some guys who can uh, who've already had their buy, so that I can avoid having buys in the future. So um, pay attention. We'll be here every week as always Sunday mornings at eleven on YouTube on Belly Up Fantasy Sports on Twitter uh, to help you navigate all that. Chase, once again, thanks for joining us here as always. Uh, you know, you and I we we miss Kevin this week, but. Uh, He will be back next week, um, and we will see you next week, as always. Like I said, Sundays, 11 o'clock. Enjoy football, everyone. Have a good one. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the U.K. for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.